0: Hey, welcome back to the Common Ground North Dakota Podcast. I'm Heather. And I'm Jen. I've been a chef for 10 years. And I'm a registered dietitian. We've all heard the saying, farm to table. But what if the conversation was table to farm? Join Jen and I as we sit down with ag experts to dig in and find out more about North Dakota agriculture. Welcome back to Common Ground North Dakota Podcast. I'm Heather. I'm Jen. How are you doing? Good. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm busting
1: out the grilling. Yes. Lately spring. With the I nice love your weather. spring colors. I know. I sometimes have to be bright, you know, just to shake it up a bit. Yeah,
0: we were ready for this. We deserve I think so. warm
1: weather. Yeah. Yeah. So what have you been making lately?
0: I have been lightening it up in the kitchen too. Like yeah. lots of dill and lemon and tons of fresh Yum. herbs. I got my first local tomatoes this week. Yes, I saw that. That was, I almost cried because I've waited months I for something fresh. Well, I've had potatoes, which, yeah. God bless potatoes, right? I They're know. there all year long. Standard. I can, I can get the local potatoes. It's like the
1: bananas and oranges, like apples. Those are your standard, <laughs> yes. like, you know, cold weather fruits. But yeah, the tomatoes, that's when you know we're getting into prime fruit and vegetable season,
0: right? Yes, things will start going in the ground. I'm excited. Yeah,
1: Me too. Me too. And we... We talk with our local farmers, you know, in our last podcast. And I'm sure they're all getting busy now. I like bet, right? anxiously they awaiting
0: planting. They might be in the fields. I know. Who knows? I know. So we've got some guests today. Speaking of food. Yes. A local pasta
1: company. I'm so excited. I love pasta. Me too. And in sports nutrition, I feel like I mean there's not enough
0: pasta. I right. They her, need that to athletes before. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big thing.
1: Yeah. And they constantly need to refuel with carbohydrates. So this is exciting to to have a pasta
0: company to visit. Let's introduce. Let's introduce. So right. Today we're here with three farm daughters. Thanks for coming. Hello. Thanks for having us. We've got Annie and Grace. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Do you want to introduce
1: yourselves and tell us kind of what your role in the farm is?
2: So I'm Annie. I'm the eldest three farm daughter. And I'm Grace. I'm the youngest. And so we have two thirds here. We are missing one third, who is the middle daughter. Um, that's the benefit of having a family business and different partners. Um, when you're being pulled and pushed in different directions, you can always multitask and delegate. So, yes.
0: So Molly's doing something else today.
2: She is.
3: So Annie's, <laughs> Annie's main role in 3FD is, you know, it's hard to even say like our role because it, yeah. every day kind of has to ebb and flow. But, mm-hmm. you know, we put her on finances, you know, her big, her big one. And then I do a lot of our marketing and Molly does all of our okay. supply chain logistics and managing partner relationships. So, so you work to your strengths. We try our best. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and do a great job. Yes. Tell us more about your
0: farm or how you grew up. Where did you grow up? Like, Because I know you guys have kids and I'm always seeing you on the farm mm-hmm. with your kids. Was it like that when you were growing up too? Were you in the combines and on the farm a lot?
2: Yeah. So all, so we do farm in the Red River Valley. Our parents started our farm in 1993. So I was about three years old. Uh, they are first generation farmers. My parents, Paul and Susie, they were blessed with three farm daughters. Um, cue the pasta company. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't have any sons, but we do have, they did have a nephew, um, Michael, who is our cousin. He's an intricate part of our farm. Um, he's almost more like a brother. Uh, I think God gives you children in like different ways, and I kind of see him in that realm in a sense. Uh, so he's a huge part of our family farming operation. So we, we've been farming in the Red River Valley again for, since 1993. Michael came on board in 1995 and has been there ever since. Uh, we're grain farmers. We also raise sugar beets in the valley. Okay. And then we do raise potatoes in Illinois. Oh, cool. Yeah, oh, so we started that a couple years after we started the farm in North Dakota. So.
0: Neat. So when you were growing up, did you think, I want to be part of this? This is something I'm interested in? Or did this just come later in life?
2: So one thing with a family operation is that, especially when you're starting off and you're an entrepreneur, like our parents, they started the farm. It Mm -hmm. is all hands on deck, meaning you don't have hours You don't have a schedule. It is when you are required to do something, you execute it. Otherwise, it doesn't get done. Mm -hmm. So because of that, we really lived at the farm office. I mean, there was pack and plays there. There still is pack and plays (laughs) at the farm (laughs) office. Uh, You know, we just, we brought basically our family into our work. And because of that, you know, I, we have memories of riding in the combine with Mike and, you know, doing field tours. But was I out in the grain cart driving all the time? No, but I was in the office quite a bit. Our family never pushed the farm on, on us necessarily, okay. I would say. You know, it was never like you will grow up and be a farmer and mm-hmm, come back and, mm-hmm. you know, take over the farm. It was always an option, but it was never pushed. So interesting enough, we all left Grand Forks and went and got our degrees and we all came back to the farm, which is weird because we never planned on that.
0: So when you were leaving, did you think, OK, I'm going to go to school, go off, do my own thing? Or did you think you'll end up coming back to Grand Forks?
3: Personally, yeah. I planned on leaving and coming back eventually, okay, but I had different different career plans at the time. okay. And then when this came, it just made so much sense for the three of us to come together. Um just with the the three personalities, you know, it's like this harmonious trio that works because mm-hmm. our personalities are similar enough to work really well together, but different enough that our individual skill sets mm-hmm. are really complementary.
0: You yeah. do make
1: a great team. Well, yeah. and you do have a variety of skill sets and backgrounds. So, what are your your degrees in, and what do you
2: specialize in with your company? You can you can start. She's okay. the eldest, I'll kick so I just so, like you know. <laughs> she so has we have to go first. When we do this, we usually sit in like birth order, and then I oh. feel like when we answer questions, it always is like, "Okay, Annie, you're up." Like hey, Annie, Molly, Grace. So that's what we're used to. <laughs> so if she looks at me, that's what she's doing. Yeah. Like, Hey, it's your that's turn. Awesome. You go first. Pick um, <laughs> So I went to Bethel University. I got my undergrad in finance and marketing. Uh, I didn't know what I was going to do after that. I moved back to Grand Forks. I did go to UND for my master's. Uh, I was dating someone at the time. And I don't like to say that I moved back to Grand Forks because of a boy, but Little bit of my decision was played into that. He's now my husband, so happy ending. So good <laughs> move, good, <laughs> good move. Now. Smart investment. Um, so I moved back to Ground Forks, got my MBA, and I also got my real estate license. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't exactly sure what I was going to do. I sold residential real estate for a couple years uh, under career Real Estate. Um, and I wasn't, uh, I still loved egg. Okay. So I kind of liked real estate, but I loved egg and I couldn't kind of like figure out where my niche was. And I loved the farm. So I also at that time had come back into the farm and is working in the office. Okay. okay. So doing some HR stuff, some man, like numbers management, things like that operations. Um, so I actually started an egg real estate company with my husband, David in 2018. Time goes so fast. It's hard to know. So that was a marriage between agriculture and real estate that I love. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So um, did that and then also worked on the farm, things like that. So, okay. so my background is kind of like real estate.
0: Mm-hmm. But ag too egg. was always oh, kind of yeah, in there. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Grace?
3: I'll give like a brief on Molly's just so this makes sense, like the trio yeah. wise. But Molly also went to Bethel after she graduated um she wasn't sure what she's gonna do but she had a professor that said you should go to law school and if you know molly in person you know why that makes sense she's just like a really strong um personality and would just so so thrive in that environment and so she applied she got in at und and she was like okay well i guess i'm going to law school cool um and then her boyfriend at the time now husband also um was living in minneapolis that's where he was from okay and he proposed but our dad was like you know she's in law school so (laughs) you're gonna have to move here and be here until she finishes and then he did and they have never left oh okay uh,
0: okay yeah
3: so that's that's a fun complimentary to the three from daughters as sisters and then my background i also went to bethel um i started i've always just had like the entrepreneurship heart. And Mm -hmm. I think it's just from being ingrained in the nitty gritty of the family business. Like that's really all I've ever known and all we've ever known. Um, So I did just some um, of like my own businesses growing up. I loved to be able to be creative in my own way and um, create income in my own way. And for me, that was doing a lot of like makeup. And then Mm -hmm. um, I went to aesthetic school after college to um, get my license so I could grow that business. And then I got my MBA at the same time. Oh, wow. So um, it was a busy season. My boyfriend also at the time had moved from here to Minneapolis to get his degree. Okay. And when he graduated, he is a major North Dakota hometown boy. So the day he graduated, he was like, we were married. He's like, pack up the apartment. <laughs> we're going uh, we're, we are out. <laughs> and it was the same day we like got home at midnight, but he was the day he was in the class and he couldn't wait to get home. That's awesome. Um, so I think just like we've always had that heart at home mm-hmm. and yeah, wanted to be with the family. Um And then I opened a business with him in 2020. And Three Farm Daughters was also born that same year. In 2020?
0: Okay. okay. And And so what brought that on? Yeah. Was it?
2: So So that's that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we get this question a lot. Like, Mm -hmm. how did Three Farm Daughters really start? Right. And we never have a good answer. (laughs) Do you feel like that? I always feel like that because it all just like all of a sudden it was like, oh, my word, like, we're making pasta and we've got a pasta company. Like it all just kind of snowballed. We stumbled upon it. I know that isn't like the greatest answer, but so we had been growing a special wheat variety on our farm for about three years. Um, My dad was a huge part of it as far as he reached out to the company that had the wheat variety and, you know, pitched North Dakota, pitched our farm, like why he thinks we should grow it. Him and Molly did that. So we we grew the wheat for three years and then it had those attributes that we really loved. Okay, which are?
3: It's high fiber. Okay. And this is really, you know, groundbreaking for the pasta aisle because Mm -hmm. right now you have, you know, really two avenues. You have traditional wheat pasta Mm -hmm. and you have the alternatives. And traditional wheat pasta generally gives you you know, delicious taste and texture, but other side effects like bloat, maybe a GI spike, a crash,
0: Mm -hmm. um,
3: and not everybody can eat it because it can be really disruptive to the gut. Yeah. And so then on the alternative, you might have to give up something like taste and texture or something else, you know, like the delicious sweet pasta you know and love. So we really have pushed ourselves in the middle of those in bridging that gap. Okay. So our pasta is high in fiber. Naturally, we have no nothing added to it to give it that claim. And so it's really unique in the fact that in order to stay high fiber with no additives is groundbreaking because the competitors that we're going against that do have high fiber as well, it's been added. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. to have that nutrition come straight from the field to the pantry mm-hmm. is what is gets us so excited about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is
0: exciting. Yeah, the, the enrichment
3: so
1: process is kind of what you're talking about, like mm-hmm. enriching things back into the pasta to make it like they want it, versus just coming directly from the product
0: absolutely. Itself, the field. So your dad found this wheat variety. You grew it on the farm for three years and then you thought, let's do something with it. Let's try making a pasta. Mm-hmm. So where do you do that? Like, yeah,
3: we actually are really lucky. I didn't know this until I was in the pasta business, but we have in Frogger, North Dakota, something called the Northern Crops Institute. Yep. And this is like the Mecca of mm-hmm. pasta R&D. Okay. And so we drove down there many mente- many of times and did a bunch of R&D runs mm-hmm. and figured out the best way to make this pasta. And so in 2020 and honestly ever since we've eaten a ton. Our kids have eaten a ton of pasta. <laughs> Our husbands eat a ton of pasta. Um but it was just kind of part of that learning process yep. of what it would look like and what we wanted it to be like and mm-hmm. the texture to be like. Um and so yeah, we worked with NCI and once we de- once we and once we cooked it and we said this is it. This is amazing. It, we did a small pilot, mm-hmm. um, project basically. And we put everything in cello bags. We kind of joke, we clip arted our first logo together, like the three girls. And one of them's holding a, a stock of weed. And, um, after a year and we got really good consumer feedback, we had gotten into 38 retailers, wow. just the three of us with our dad's help, our cousin's help and the farm help. And we were like, we're doing it. Like we're in 38 retailers. That's a <laughs> That's lot. Awesome. So wait, so 2020 to
0: 2021, you made the pasta, figured out your packaging and gotten that many re- retailers in a year. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah.
3: And so we were kind of at the point that we were, we said, okay, we either, we either need to take this full board mm-hmm. or just keep it at this because we were at the point that, you know, Annie had even gotten with our dad at like 5am to deliver to grocery stores oh because goodness. they have certain hours that you can deliver the yeah. back door. I mean, we're all moms that eventually wasn't going to work long-term, okay. but we wanted to grow the business. Yeah. And we took a lot of the buyer feedback from the retailers that we were partnered with that said, one of them said, you know, you really should get a box because when my shelf gets low and you're sold out, it's laying down and the consumers mm-hmm. can't even see it. Okay, so we, oh. So we took all that, all those little things that they were mm-hmm. telling us and Um, added a lot of color did a full Mm rebrand and then we relaunched actually in september 2022 so we had like a really uh, we had a year in between there Mm -hmm. that we kind of stopped looking for new retailers Mm -hmm. because we knew this was coming out Mm -hmm. um we found distribution partners to help us grow the company as well and so yeah we launched in september 22 with whole foods which was our
0: dream retailer yeah Wolfwoods in this packaging, we have a it's couple cool. boxes here. It's so beautiful. It's, bright and- it's so pretty. And yeah. I remember the old school packaging because I've I've worked with yeah, three yeah. farm daughters, developed some recipes for them. And I was on set with you guys when you were working on your new website. So there was photographers, there was cameras there, yeah, there cool. was you, there was your kids, there were spouses. It was a hectic environment, and there was no fighting and that, <laughs> that's awesome
1: you, like, i mean that's unheard it is. Of, really. you guys were just cool <laughs> calm
0: and collected is it always like that do you because you seem to all kind of you mesh well. get along you have your specialty is that the way it is or i mean we're siblings yeah, <laughs> yeah, we yeah um but you know
3: i was thinking about this too like how do we work as a family because that is also a question we get a yeah. lot And I was just trying to really rack my mind, like, how does this work? I don't even really, I don't really even know how this works. But honestly, I think it's because it's all we've really known. Our parents started Mm -hmm. a company together. They've grown that together. Our uncle started a company together. Their kids work with them. Uh, My husband and I started a company together and. You know, we work with that dynamic. Annie started a company with her husband. And right. so this whole family mm-hmm. business is really what we've only ever known. Okay. And so I think that might be one of the reasons why it works so well. Sure. Okay. And I think there's a part of it, you know, we are outside of the company. We are friends as sisters. Um, you know, our husbands, are friends, they hang out, mm-hmm. we hang out. We work all week together, and then we hang out on, on Friday night. Which, like, I don't know, why are we doing <laughs> this? <laughs> why are we doing this? Are, are you eating pasta? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it just it, it. There's a piece of it that when you know, like, there's your sibling. You know, you know your sibling so well, and their story, and mm-hmm. like what their life is looking like. It gives you so much margin for grace yeah. to like know through their week. Like, this is what they have going on. They're gonna not gonna be in this meeting, mm-hmm. and we're gonna pivot and have you know. But you just make things work. Yeah, flexibility, sure. flexibility, flexibility I'm sure is and key. just yeah. So I think that's a big reason of why it works so well.
1: So what were some of the struggles, I guess, early on with deciding, like, are we going to go bigger?
2: Is this something we want? There like, was, was numerous, numerous scary? struggles. Yeah, it we had a lot. Very scary, and numerous times I felt like we were checking ourselves. Like, are we actually a little nuts? Mm-hmm. Like, are we, <laughs> you know, like what are we thinking? Like, are we drinking our own Kool Aid? Um, I would say one of the biggest struggles is that we essentially we went back to school because, you know, we're farmers. We're in the egg industry. Mm -hmm. The CPG business is something that we don't have experience from. None of us came from a big corporation that Mm -hmm. had launched products, put products to market, knew what that pathway looked like. So essentially, when we started this, we went back to school. Mm -hmm. We went and got another education. And because of that, I think it's been advantageous for us because Mm -hmm. we have asked a lot of what people would call simple questions that don't really get brought up in meetings. But we honestly didn't know the answers to. And because of that, I think we've made strategic moves as far as we haven't enriched our flower in anything. Um, Our flower isn't enriched so because of that, we, you know, we don't have we actually have a longer shelf life because the first thing that breaks down is those minerals. OK, so and that isn't a typical way of doing things, but it was really we know who we knew who we are mm-hmm. and we really want to stand true to you know what we believed in. So mm-hmm. even though it was the norm to put those enrichments in, we're saying, hey, we don't mm-hmm. we don't want to do that. And we didn't know that it was going to give us a longer shelf life, mm-hmm. which is a business move strategically. So yeah. it worked out. It worked it's out in yeah. our favor. And you mm-hmm. had
0: to kind of fight for that where people telling you to do that? Well, there seemed to be a lot of, you know, when you when you're you talk to people who have been in the
3: CPG business for 30, 40 years, they're mm-hmm. like, this is how you do it. And we came in before we even got to that step of, you know, manufacturing. We knew who we were as sisters and as moms and wives and farmers, and we knew what we stood for. Mm-hmm. And so when we got to the point of manufacturing, like if, for Annie's example's sake, with um, adding anything to mm-hmm. Um, put those vitamins and minerals back in. We just said no. And they are like, but that's that's just part of pasta manufacturing. Um, it's It's been a struggle that we haven't in been in the business, but it's been a benefit because we've been able to be creative in a way and stay true to the values that we have for the nutrition that we want to see in the product.
0: Mm-hmm. And so. that's what sets you apart from yeah, other pastas. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> right. So in the end, good for you for sticking with what you want it.
1: So I saw something on the label here that I wanted to ask you about. So, um, or maybe it was just in my research. It was like a specific cut. Yes. Like cop. Is it copper? Bronze Bronze cut. Bronze cut. cut. So yeah. can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. I hadn't necessarily heard of that before and I had to like,
3: look it up. I'm like, what does that mean? What's <laughs> it sounds fancy. Cut? Doesn't it? Seems it seems
1: like cool.
3: Yeah. So Bronze cut is the way that traditional pasta, like the really delicious Italian Mm -hmm. pasta that people love Mm -hmm. is bronze cut. And it's the traditional way of making pasta. So what happens is when you make pasta, it gets extruded through a dye. And typically right now, if it doesn't say bronze cut, it's extruded through a Teflon insert and so it makes the pasta really smooth and silky Mm -hmm. Um, but when it's bronze cut Mm -hmm. there's no insert and so it's literally being extruded through a bronze dye. Okay. And so what that's doing though is giving it that really porous texture. So when you look at our pasta Mm -hmm. in the box it looks different than just the smooth that you're used to. Yep. And one of the reasons why it's amazing is because it gives an amazing texture but it also helps to hold on to sauce really well. Yes. The only caveat here is that Cabot Tappy is actually impossible to make, bronze cut. So oh. we actually, when we came out with our first four shapes, we worked with one of the best dye makers in the U.S. Yeah. And we said, hey, you know, we really want to design our own, which was a blast to do as sisters because we got to choose like how big the ridges on our penne are, how what the rainbow on the elbow looks and how, the, how big the opening is on the elbow so that you can get when it's cooked, you can uh-huh. get some sauce in there. Yeah. But when it came to Cavatappi, he was like, ladies, I'm telling you, it's impossible to make a bronze Cavatappi because of the way it is Spiral? spins when it's okay. extruded. So uh, we just said, OK, you know, but as true Midwesterners, <laughs> it was hard for us to, you know, put that one aside. Yeah. So we included it mm-hmm. in the collection of our launch because, you know, it's just so popular in hot dishes and casseroles. Yeah. I love the shape of that yeah. one, too. We too. had to keep that one in.
0: And the little twists on that cavatappi help hold mm-hmm. the sauce. Yep.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And they do
3: have a nice opening, so sauce can sneak mm-hmm, in there too. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That's neat. Thanks for explaining
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm getting
1: hungry. We I should know, have brought I'm in some pasta. I know. What's your favorite pasta dish that you make, Heather?
0: Oh my gosh! So I've eaten a lot of Three Farm Daughter's <laughs> pasta. <laughs> yeah. Don't doing be ashamed all of that. this recipe <laughs> testing. Um, there's a So there's this Mm one, it's like a pasta salad. Cause that's why I love this pasta too. Cause it holds up, right? So Mm -hmm. oftentimes when you reheat a pasta or or sometimes when you eat pasta cold, it has that weird kind of gummy texture. Yeah, like a gel. Yeah, not this. So there's this pasta salad that I Mm -hmm. do with, which would be perfect for spring. Mm -hmm. So it's romaine lettuce. It's like a chopped salad, but with pasta. So romaine lettuce, lots of cheese, salami, the pasta, and then like an Italian vinaigrette. It's really nice. Nice. Yeah. That's delicious. I yeah. have to
3: say, Heather also makes this really delicious bruschetta pasta. Oh, right, that one. And good. when yeah. she made, she made it for our um, launch photos, yeah, and she came and helped us make the plates all look perfectly beautiful. And when the project was over, everyone was fighting over the bruschetta <laughs> pasta before I, left. I was like, I want the bag. They're like, We want the bag. I'm like, Okay, take the bag. Fine, right, we'll just Heather, have to make it can again. We make more?
0: <laughs> it's the best. That's a good when sign I... when people are fighting over
3: <laughs> the food. I like that.
0: I think too
1: in the summer when. People are asking about healthy eating. They're like, I'm just gonna have a salad, and then they forget like the grain part of it. Right. So, like, add in pasta to your salad to make sure it's ba- more balanced and more satisfying. Right. Yes, yeah, so you get more fiber, you get more protein even from mm-hmm. your pasta, Um, and it just yeah. I think it's an important thing that people don't often think of. Right. Is adding it. I'm glad you. Mention the salad. Yes, that's cool.
3: The other really exciting thing about the nutrition in the pasta is that it's resistant starch fiber, and so resistant starch is starting to get a little bit more of a buzzword in the health community um, with nutrition. And what that means basically is that you know when you eat something, it goes to your small intestine, then your large intestine um, to be digested. And resistant starch skips your small intestine and is um, digested in your large intestine. And what's happening is so it's prebiotic fiber what's happening is it's feeding your host microorganisms Mm -hmm. and creating short-chain fatty acids like acetate butyrate Mm -hmm. propionate Mm -hmm. um, which is contributing to a lot of health benefits like reduced inflammation Mm -hmm. increasing mineral absorption gut health gut health it's like the biggest buzzword
0: Yes.
1: Totally. Because it's so
0: important. It's linked to our brain health. It's like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's everything, I mean, right? God, brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love how you understood everything Grace just like, said. Yep. The probiotics <laughs> and prebiotics and like, yes. It's but that food is important. For the bacteria. <laughs> and sometimes pasta gets a bad rap, right? Right. Yeah. But not all pasta is created equal.
1: Totally. Is what I've learned. And there's, as a dietitian, I always say there's no real bad foods. Right. Like, unless you're severely allergic probably don't exclude foods,
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? So what about being in North Dakota, do you think made you able to launch this business and have this product?
2: So I think we've gotten a ton of support from North Dakota. Um, One thing I will say is like North Dakota rallies behind North Dakota. Mm -hmm. So just the feedback we've gotten as far as, you know, I said that we went and basically had an an education when we launched this business. We had no idea what we're doing. We had a ton of Zoom calls with people within the industry, a lot of them from the Midwest and North Dakota, and they were so apt to help us, to give us their time, to give us their resources, to give us kind of the knowledge they have, the experiences they have, so that just i thought that positioned us so well to succeed Mm -hmm. so that was huge for us with just being from north dakota um also just the fact that our farm office is just like right by the north dakota state mill (laughs) and they're a fantastic organization of what they do and you know they've been also a huge help for us uh they've milled some product for us it was a complete pain for them to do it but they did it because they said hey you're a North Dakota company. We want to help you succeed. Oh, that's so, great. Awesome. Oh my but word. I love amazing that.
1: So,
0: it has. Camaraderie behind. Mm-hmm. And do you feel companies. like your product stands out because it's from North Dakota? Have you heard that at all from consumers or retailers?
3: One of the big things is that it's grown, milled, and made in the USA. Mm-hmm. So you know, obviously in 2020, some shelves in the grocery stores were empty mm-hmm. and consumers were like, hey, can you get this shelf filled? And they were like, there's, noth- there's nothing in the back. Like, mm-hmm. It's gone. And so it created this awareness in consumers to be, to say, you know, where does our food come from? Yeah. Where is it grown? Mm-hmm. Who's growing it? Mm-hmm. And so with Three farm Daughters, we've been able to, you know, bridge the gap be- between farm to shelf with yeah. consumers. And so on, you know, social media, we actually get to c- connect with people that are eating mm-hmm. our product. So- that's
1: important, I think. And that's what we hear, too, as dietitians. I know, is it, you know, I'm eating more locally grown or.
0: Well, it's that connection, too. Like, yeah. I love knowing the people that are growing my food. Me, too. Because then yeah. you, I think it's a
1: trust thing, mm-hmm. too. Like, if you know the folks that are growing your food, you feel like you can trust them. Like, and, mm-hmm. and that's important with relationship building. Absolutely. And, like, I think product identity mm-hmm. as well like oh i i eat this and like oh what's that
0: you know <laughs> yes. people do that they do are we ready for a host half time are we ever really ready heather <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> all yes, right ladies are. let me
0: get my uh we've got a trophy here we're gonna have you ask us three questions they can be any questions and Jen and I are going to do our best to answer. Whoever gets the most right or closest to, yes, will win the coveted corn trophy. Oh my gosh. It's been looking nice at my house. Yeah, I'm yep. going to be sad because I have a I went and got a specific table now for <laughs> what? it.
1: No, you didn't.
0: No, I doesn't <laughs> didn't have a
1: spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> the trophy cases. <laughs> there it is and then it, like you play music
3: Where's when I walk little light, in. It's yeah. like and oh. like <laughs> Okay, ready? Ready. <laughs> ready. Question
0: number one.
3: What is the top selling pasta shape in the United States?
0: I mean, I'm just
3: guessing, but.
0: Oh, oh, now I'm. I'm just saying. This. And this is including oh, long, and was shorts. Gonna, I was going to switch to what Jen said, but I said elbow. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. Oh, yes, I think the classic. I, I, I feel a redemption. <laughs> But then I was scared that I didn't know how to spell spaghetti, so I just stuck with Elbow. You <laughs> know, right? Some days I'm like, is it I before E except after
1: C
3: oh, or. Okay, what's the next one? How many states has Three
0: From Daughters Pasta been shipped to? Ooh. Okay. Well, you said you're at Whole Foods, so that's in a lot of places. Okay, there's 50 states. I'm gonna say 48. 36. We have shipped to all 50. <laughs> You're in That's Hawaii? Awesome. That's amazing. Oh my
1: gosh. Okay, so it's tied. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think I'm sweating now. <laughs> I mean, this is down to the wire.
3: That's really cool. That you
1: That's shipped awesome.
0: Off
3: I love it. How many different cuts of pasta or pasta shapes are there? Like,
0: wow. that exist. I bet there's a lot in Italy that we don't even know about.
1: I just, I'm thinking of the shelf when I'm grocery shopping. I know. I'm like, yeah,
0: well, it's the there. whole aisle, it feels like, too, I right? know. Like sheep. Okay. And we're counting orzo, I'd imagine? Yeah. Okay. Of course. Yes. little guys? The little tiny, Those like guys. Okay. okay. I'm going to say 125. Just, I like that number. Mm. I shouldn't have said that before you wrote yours. <laughs>
3: 130? Over 500. What?
0: Yes! That's incredible. Wow. <laughs> yes.
3: Redemption feels
1: Have good. you guys
0: thought about putting out any more shapes or are you just sticking with the four?
3: We have thought <gasps> about it. Oh. Actually, speaking of social media, we have used our Instagram to try to decide what shape to come out with next. And what oh, are they telling cool. you? Well, we've really gone back and forth between a couple, but people... We're still in the midst. So I don't even know if I want to. I want to tease <laughs> yeah, I it the latest. So and people greatest, should right?
0: go to your social media, Three Farm Daughters, and vote for what they want to see next.
3: Yeah, and okay. here's the thing: we are very active on Instagram. So mm-hmm. when you comment, like, "I want to see this shape," mm-hmm. we see it, and okay. we. Like we we are hearing it, we are taking that into consideration. We really do use that to help us figure out what to develop next. Yeah, consumer okay. feedback. Yeah, it's important. But if you want a little teaser that I can really give you, we are in the midst of coming out with long shapes.
0: Ooh, yes! So we're okay. very very
3: excited
1: about that.
0: That is exciting. That is okay.
1: I feel like pasta is a huge thing at my household. But mean, every, at least that's my daughter's we- favorite food. Mom, can we have spaghetti? Mom, can we have spaghetti? Mike, mm-hmm. what do you want for dinner? Give me some ideas. How about spaghetti? Mike. Spaghetti it spaghetti, is. Spaghetti, let me guess. <laughs> spaghetti. Well, I'm gonna like just. Oh yeah, get that trophy over here. <laughs> write my name on it. Seriously, this has been
0: Yes. Thank you for coming in. So we always ask the awesome. question at the end, what's mm-hmm. your favorite part about being a part of North Dakota agriculture?
3: You know, I think one of my favorite parts is that, you know, when you you run into someone on the street, you always are like, how are you? And then you talk about the weather. Mm -hmm. When you're in North Dakota or, you know, like heavily, states that are heavy in egg, when you say Mm -hmm. it's like, how's the weather? For a lot of people in our community, that means more than just like if the sun is shining or the sun's not shining. Mm -hmm. It means like what their outlook looks like for the Mm -hmm. year. And, you know, like that's just, it just feels so much like a family in the community. And I think that's one of my favorite parts. Yeah. The connections. The connection.
2: I would say mine is the variety. Um, so if you go to the I states, you've got corn on the right, soybeans on the left, corn mm-hmm. on the right, soybeans on the left. I feel like we can drive in our country and it's, oh, there's navy beans. Oh, there's pinto mm-hmm. beans. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's corn. Oh, there's soybeans. Oh, there's sugar beets. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's potatoes. So just the variety that we have, I think it's, it's amazing. Yeah. And I don't think that's recognized enough. That's true. We're learning
0: that here is so many different crops. It's incredible. Well, thank you, ladies, for coming and say hi to Molly for us. We will. We will. Next time we'll have her on there, too. All right. And thank you for joining us. Send in your questions. We'll try to find the answers. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Common Ground North Dakota podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Most importantly, send us your questions about North Dakota agriculture by visiting our website. You might win a prize. We'll see you in the next episode of the Common Ground North Dakota podcast.